Hello, and welcome to episode 27 of the Something Borrowed podcast. I'm Betsy. And I'm Amanda. And we're your hosts. Today, we're chatting with Felicia about her industrial boho wedding. Welcome to the pod today, everybody. Um, Just a little quick housekeeping before we get started with our conversation with Felicia. Um, As always, if you have not yet, we would love if you would subscribe wherever you're listening today, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, And if you like what you're hearing, leave us a rating and review because it really helps our show reach more listeners and engage with us on social media. So we're on Instagram at Something Borrowed Pod. We post pictures from brides that we interview, um, other things that we are talking about on the podcast. You can engage with us over there and chat with us about uh, what your thoughts are on each of our episodes. So today we are talking with Felicia, and Felicia is a recent bride, so we're super excited to have her on the pod today. Welcome, Felicia. Hi, thank you for having me. Hi. So Felicia um, is a colleague of mine. She is a kindergarten teacher at one of my schools, so that's how I knew her and roped her in (laughs) to coming on (laughs) the pod. Um, We were talking about recent brides that we might know, and I was like, oh, I know somebody who just got married. So um, (laughs) I'm super excited to just hear about everything since I know you personally, and it's not like a stranger. Those are exciting conversations too, but it's just extra fun when it's somebody you know in real life and can like see around work and things like that. So super excited to have you on. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, And before we started recording, you had just told us that you just recently took an Enneagram like test and found out yours and your husband's Enneagram and it was kind of enlightening and like, oh yeah, like makes sense for you. So do you mind sharing your Enneagram numbers? Sure. So I'm a six and he's a one which makes complete sense because I worry about everything. And I feel like, especially during like the wedding planning, I was just like worst case scenario thoughts were running through my head. Mm -hmm. And he like being a one is just so like detail oriented and like Mm -hmm. perfectionism. And like, he thought his way was the right way for everything. So I think we (laughs) kind of, (laughs) we like butted heads because I didn't care about the little things. Like, uh, he was just like, oh, like, how should we fold the napkins? I'm like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what if there's a fire in the building? Like, so oh we were gosh. on just two completely different <laughs> wave paths, but it like worked itself out because he paid like more attention to the little stuff that I probably would have overlooked. Mm. And I feel like being a six like there are some good worries that come out of it Mm -hmm. that like I'm like oh I'm glad we thought of that beforehand and we're Mm -hmm, prepared for it so definitely very different but like help each other out yeah so do you feel like his one made him very involved in the planning yes yeah yeah and we had always said like I had always said, like, I'm good with a courthouse wedding, like, I'll elope. I just want something small. And he was like, no, like, I want the big wedding. I want a big party. I want everybody there. And so I think, like, that showed, like, our differences, too. So, like, him wanting this big wedding, he had, like, all these ideas, too, of what he wanted. So I would definitely say, like, I was surprised at how involved he was compared Mm -hmm. to like most times what you hear about wedding planning most of the time Mm -hmm. you hear like the guy's like whatever just tell me what time to show up but he was very involved which was nice yeah that's yeah 
That's it's exciting because I don't think we've interviewed a six yet. Um, I was going to so say that. Totally yeah. different perspective. <laughs> but the exactly what you said is exactly what they say about sixes. Like they're great to have on your team or like like you were saying planning a wedding or whatever because they they have a plan for everything. Like a first worst case scenario, A B C scenario. If this happens, if that happens. So I'm super excited to see how that influenced your whole process. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. Um, the next question we typically ask is we sort of think that like, there's a few different buckets of people when it comes to wedding planning. Like there's the people that will say like, I had my wedding planned since I was five. There's the people who are like, oh, I kind of had a general idea, but when I got engaged, that's when I really started planning. And then there are people who like, they get engaged and it's like, I have no idea where to start. So what bucket do you think you were in? I feel like that's such a hard question because like I've had a Pinterest board of weddings ever since I think Pinterest like came out and I was allowed to get an account when I was like a teenager. (laughs) But it's so funny because when I like got engaged, I went back through my Pinterest boards and it's so funny. Like it would change after every like season of weddings. Like I had like the bright colored (laughs) chevron face and like the pastels and like it was just so funny. Like I feel like my vision had changed with every like style of the season of like weddings that came through. And then when I feel like I got engaged, I was like, oh gosh, like I actually don't know really what I want like at all. Like I think I just like the seasons of the weddings that I've seen. So it kind of took a while to like sit down and figure out what exactly was our style and not just Mm -hmm. like what was the phase of weddings in like the time we got married. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about, yeah. Tell us about your engagement then. Like how long um, did you have to plan and kind of figure that style out? And then just in general, how did he propose? Things like that. Sure. So I'll start with how he proposed. So um, we had been together for about four years and he said like, my family wants to take family pictures at the covered bridge. And I said, okay. So obviously like we dress nice and we go there and it was in October and we're walking through the covered bridge and I'm like, something is weird. Like his brother came out to the car and there was like whispering. I'm like, okay, like, I think I have an idea it's gonna happen. And I like, don't like Halloween. I don't like scary costumes, like things like that. And we come through the bridge. And I'm not kidding you guys. There was a line of people across the bridge in like horror Halloween costumes doing a photo shoot. And I'm like, Oh, my God, like, if this is our engagement, I cannot believe he would do this. And so I'm like, I'm like, is this for us? And he's like, no. He's like, no, wasn't supposed to be here. So we like quickly walked past him. And then at the end of the bridge, like his brother like quickly ran off and he like got down on one knee and proposed. And like his family and my family were hidden on the side of the bridge. So they came out. And then like the people in the Halloween costumes were cheering for us. And I was like, oh my gosh. And afterwards he was like, yeah, I had no idea those like Halloween photo shoot people were going to be there. (laughs) And I feel like that was just so us. Like things always like come up unexpectedly and they always just turn into like good stories. So that's how we got engaged. And that was in October 
of um, 2021. And then you were going to get married November 2023. And um, around March, April, we had found out that my mom had a terminal cancer diagnosis. And they gave her like five to 18 months um, to live yet. So we had come home from that appointment and we sat down and we said, like, is there any way to move our wedding up? And the way the wedding industry was, we were like, there's no way, like, we're going to have to like go to the courthouse or do an elopement and then just have something later on. Cause we knew that we wanted my mom to be there with us. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, everything was just so crazy. Like every vendor you reached out to was almost booked. So we're like, okay, this is a shot in the dark. And we sat down at the table and we messaged all of our vendors, our venues. And somehow by like the grace of God and a miracle, every single vendor and our venue had the same date open in 2022, which was just like so wild that yeah that even like was a blessing to us so we ended up getting the november 12th of 2022 date we moved all the vendors up we moved our venue up um so then we had about of a year in engagement instead of a two-year engagement so that was very like plot twist for the wedding planning Mm -hmm. timeline but in the end like we were so glad that we moved the date up a year. My mom was able to be at our wedding and we did like a mother daughter dance. And mm-hmm. that's something like I'll never regret moving the date up, but it yeah. definitely sped things up like so much quicker. Yeah. Well, especially if you'd made that decision in the spring, like it wasn't even yeah. right after you got engaged. So really you had like half a year to plan. Right. Yeah. And so then like, when all the vendors and venues came back and said, we have this date available in 2022. And we said, okay, like we're going to do it. And then like the next day I was just like, I have to get a dress. Like we need to, <laughs> like we need to get bridesmaid dresses. Yeah. And then like, yeah. I think it made it feel more, it made the time of our lives, like the struggle we were going through feel more exciting because yeah. we were so busy. But um, yeah, financially it was, <laughs> I feel like that was like the biggest thing because we had thought like we had a whole nother year to Mm -hmm. save. Mm -hmm. And then when everything got moved up, I was like, oh gosh, you need um, how much? What? Like, sure, (laughs) no problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's tough. Um, Okay. So let's kind of walk through your planning and talk to us about kind of your venues to start. So since you were able to kind of move the date and keep the same venue, when did you actually book them originally? And did you look at a lot of venues? How did you kind of decide? Yeah, so we had originally booked them um, in January. And um, so we got engaged in October and then we booked them in January. And we had toured about five different venues and we had um, toured a barn, which I did not want to get married in a barn. But uh, my husband did want to see a barn. So we did that. And then we did like a few warehouse um, places Mm -hmm. and then just kind of went based off of price. Like if they were comparable, if we felt like we were getting more for the money that they wanted, um, things like that. And we had walked into our venue and like we both looked at each other and we were like, this is it. 
like and it was in our price range and it was just kind of like we just looked at each other and we're like yeah this is it which was a cool experience to have and if you don't mind us asking what where did you get married uh, we got married at Warehouse 435 in Lebanon. Um, it was like a newer venue. It had previously been like a brewery and then it was a factory before that. Um, I think they had been doing weddings for like a year, year and a half before we booked. So it was kind of like a hidden gem that we didn't see too much of, which was also nice, kind of feeling a bit more um, original. Yeah. That's sometimes like the best kind of venue to find is like one that is new to the industry. And like we had a similar situation where our venue had only been in business like a year before we got married. And you you end up with like a better price than you will if they're into it a few years. Yeah. Like we've watched our venues like cost skyrocket. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing great things, but we were like, we yeah. wouldn't be able to afford it if we were getting married now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you get that kind of more original feel because you haven't seen like a million people get married. Right. There, so that's kind of nice. Yeah. I definitely felt like it was only in our budget because it had been like a newer venue yeah. that was, that hadn't become like super popular yet. Right. Yeah. I totally love just like the warehouse look though in general. So that's mm-hmm. really exciting. Um, and not a venue I've seen before, but it looks gorgeous. Um, so did you know, like when you were picking a venue about what size of a wedding you were having, like, did that limit where you looked at all or did you know? So we were like probably the most like disorganized people to tour venues. Cause we were talking, they're like, how many people? And we're like, I don't know, like maybe like 160. And like, we just had no idea because we hadn't even sat down to like, make a guest list yet and I feel like that's something I wish somebody would have told me to do before I looked at venues was just like sit down and get a rough idea because I didn't even think of that when we went to tour they're like how many I'm like I don't know like your guess is as good as mine (laughs) but um when we actually sat down it was like 180 and then our final head count for the day of was around like 165 so I with that size, you're able to go most places. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that like our venue, like probably wouldn't um, have been a comfortable fit for much more than like 170. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you have to like know your guest count beforehand because I'm the type of person that if I saw something that looked how I wanted it to look and it only fit 15 people, that's where we would be getting <laughs> married and everyone else would just not come. And that's the way it would go. That's so true. Amanda prioritized that. aesthetic for her wedding. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, so that's a question. This is kind of like off topic of venue, but with choosing, you know, what to look at and things like that and I guess like maybe if you're comfortable sharing this, like how this might've changed from when you initially started planning to after your mom's diagnosis, like what do you feel like you really prioritized in your planning? Like we talk a lot about with brides about how we think your personality type really leads how you plan your day and what you kind of want people to experience. Like for example, for the two of us, like Amanda really valued the aesthetic of her wedding and like the, how everything kind of came together. And I am an Enneagram too. So like my, 
I really wanted people to have like a really great experience, like to feel included and to feel valued and, and stuff. And that's not saying that other people, like you don't value all of it, but like kind of what's your priority. So do you feel like that kind of sh- shift? Like, that's not to say Amanda's a jerk. Yeah. I'm <laughs> trying to say that. <laughs> Like it was like Amanda really cared about what her wedding looked like. I really no, cared about it's what people true. felt. It's just true. <laughs> yeah. But do you feel like no. that kind of changed it all for you? Yeah, I definitely do think that it impacted our wedding in every single way. Like I will say that I think the like life event we were going through with my mom impacted our planning more than like my personality type because mm. I felt like I was so like conscious and worried about my mom being there that my focus wasn't on like worrying about the wedding as much Mm -hmm. as probably what it would have been if that circumstance wouldn't have been going on. But after we found out about my mom and like moving the wedding up, I think like my view, this could go off topic so quickly, but my view like on life, like my view on relationships, on friendships, on like work-life balance, like everything changed like from that one moment in my life. So for our wedding, I just really wanted people to be in the moment. Like I wanted to feel like everybody was there to celebrate this one special day and everybody was connected. And there was this like emotional connection between all of the guests, even though like they didn't know everyone there. So I think that really changed like a lot of the stuff that we decided to do in the ceremony and the reception. Like Mm -hmm. um, I did a mother daughter dance, which isn't really that traditional, but um, we added that in. So we did father, father, daughter, mother, son, and then we did um, mother daughter. Mm -hmm. And then halfway through mother daughter, we did, um, we had all the mothers and daughters that were at the wedding join in. And it was just like, such a special moment to look around and see all these moms and daughters like having this moment and they weren't going through what my mom and I were going through but that was also a moment for them that like you could just tell by the look on people's faces that like it was a moment they wouldn't forget and that was meaningful to them so I think just my gear for the wedding just shifted more towards like emotional connection and like being present in the moment rather than um, more of like the aesthetic and like the food and the decor and things like that. Like I still cared what it looked like, but we really did make a shift of just being like present in the moment. That makes a lot of sense. I think you and I have maybe talked about this, but like I got married right in the center of my dad's cancer diagnosis and like it wasn't as fresh. I mean, he was diagnosed in 2013 and then in May and I got married in August, 2015. So we were a couple of years into it at that point, but Mm -hmm. it really like, regardless having a parent with a a serious illness, a serious diagnosis and like trying to just be so grateful that they're part of the day and then carve out those special moments that can really cement that as like, they were here. They were part of this day. They were an important part of this day. And like, I found ways to honor them in it. I think it's just really right. special and changes yeah. your wedding day a little bit. Just Definitely. Like I would have never, I would have never done the mother daughter dance. Like yeah. had, uh, like she never received that diagnosis. Yeah. And like looking back, I'm like, that's just something that like I will forever cherish and like mm-hmm. hold on to that memory and like how we felt in that moment. 
Um, but yeah, I just think that your personality definitely plays a part, but I think like also like the events taking place in your life while you're wedding planning make a huge impact too. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to like get deep, but I know that's okay. <laughs> about that, like is a unique kind of place that you are in life and that had to have an impact on kind of yeah how things change for you. For sure. And like, I'll say like even um, before the ceremony, we exchanged gifts and it even like, I probably would have never thought to like have that moment photographed or like have the videographer in on that moment or yeah. really put like much thought behind the gift that I gave her. And I just feel like I really did take time to think about what is a meaningful gift. And I do want this moment captured. And even with like my mother-in-law now, like the gift I gave her and like having that moment captured because in the future, like she is going to be like, my like mother that will still be here like once mm-hmm. my mom has passed so I just think it really changed my perspective and the way I looked at even the people that were in attendance like viewing them differently yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. so you didn't have a dress when you decided to mm-hmm. move up your date so that's a big no. deal to be like we have six months to find yeah figure out what everybody's wearing and then that's I like an emotional time too, like picking your wedding dress. So yeah. Yeah. So I like had this vision in my head of wearing like this, um, like a line dress with these big balloon lace sleeves, like very boho-y. I knew I wanted sleeves on my dress. And then I'm like, okay, like, how do you find a, like a dress shop? So I just like Googled it. Like, which one do you pick? Like, I don't know. Unless you know somebody that went dress shopping, I feel like it's hard to just pick a shop to go to Mm -hmm. and like hope that it's a good experience. So I had went on and like found a couple designers that I liked and then found a store that carried most of the designers. And I was like, okay, this will be like a one-stop shop call. And I was like, this is a situation. Is this enough time to order a dress? And they're like, absolutely. No problem. So we went in and I won't say the dresses, like I won't say the boutique name, but (laughs) worst experience of my life, we went in and like in my mind, like, you know, like the movie, um, 27 dresses where like every time like a bride's picking out the dress, it gets so magical and there's champagne and like, it's just this beautiful like moment. No, not the case. So we went in no champagne like no music, nothing. And I'm like, okay, like, can we start looking around? And she's like, yes, go ahead. And everybody went to stand up to look. And it was my maid of honor and my matron of honor, my grandma and my mom. There was four of us, well, five of us counting me. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Only the bride looks. Everybody else must stay seated in the dressing room. And I was like, oh, gosh, this doesn't seem right. But okay. So I'm like, well, can my mom come and look with me? Like, it's really important. And she was like, no, we really discourage that because we want just your taste to come out. We don't want everybody's opinion. And I was like, oh. I'm like, I am not a confrontational person. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, like, this is really important to me. And if she can't look, then 
Like, I'm just going to stop the appointment and like, I can go somewhere else. And she's like, okay, I guess she can come out and pick one dress. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I picked the dresses out and we took them back in. And I don't know if this is everyone's experience, but I'm like, this might be awkward, but like, I'm like, what do I wear? Like, do I like, like, are you supposed to take off your bra? Like, yeah, like, it's, it's, yeah. it's so awkward if you don't what know. What do you do? Right. I'm like, should I take this off? And she's like, <laughs> whatever, like, whatever you're comfortable with. I'm like, okay. And there was a robe hanging on the wall. I'm like, okay, they'll, they'll offer you the robe in between dresses. No, was never offered this robe. So I stood <laughs> in the dressing room, like, hiding myself. Like, she would go get new dresses. I'm like, okay, I don't think this is how it's supposed to be, but like, who cares? We need a dress. So we tried on, um, I think I tried on like five or six dresses. I was getting really discouraged and the woman was just not very friendly. And I wore like a size 12 wedding dress and she brought in a size four and it was a like a tight fitting dress. And I was like, I didn't like that's not going to fit. And she was like, yeah, we'll make it fit. I'm like, no, like... I'm like, with all due respect, just not going to fit, not going to go well. And she's like, we'll make it fit. And she puts it on and like yanking it over me. And I'm like, okay, I really hate this. Can you please take this off me? And she's like, yeah, it's just really not your style. I'm like, like, no, I actually did. Oh my (laughs) word. Thank you so much for that. But then, so I was so discouraged. I'm like, I just want to leave. And everybody's like, you'll be able to find something somewhere else. Like we can just leave and it'll be okay. But in the back of my head, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get a dress in time if we don't get one today. So um, I was like, okay, I'll try on this last one. I picked it out, tried it on. And I was like, this is it. Like, and it was like a, this is it moment. But also like, I was so frustrated with the experience that I was having such mixed emotions and it was nothing like what I wanted. It was an A-line, but it didn't have sleeves. It was just like off the shoulder lace. And I'm like, okay, like, is this what I want? Or do I just feel pressured to buy it? And so I went back and forth. And I'm like, no, like, this is my dress. And we bought it off the rack. It was in my size, took it home that day. Um, and then I took it for alterations, like three weeks later to get it started somewhere else. I did not go back to the dress shop. I kindly told the woman after I checked out that I will not be returning. <laughs> but oh yeah, so it was an A-line dress. It was sweetheart. It was all lace. It was like very like ornate lace um, with like off the shoulder um, straps. But yeah, it was something I had not envisioned myself in, but I really loved the way it made me feel. And like when we got our sneak peek back, I was like, okay, I did make the right decision. Cause I feel like I have like dress regret and I feel like not a lot of people talk about that. And especially like with social media, like you see so many wedding dresses online. I'm like, Ooh, I wonder if I would have liked that one more. And then eventually I was like, I can't look anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be done. It, it's so funny you say that because, and I'm not just, I'm honestly not just saying this, but I think Betsy like, sent me a couple pictures that were on your social media so I could take a look before we recorded. And there's one that you can really see like the front of your dress and you're like holding up your hand. Um, And I was like, 
I love her dress. <laughs> Thank like, you. Uh, of like all the people we've talked to, I'm like obsessed. I think you look phenomenal. And I also mm-hmm. like kind of like a boho look in general. And I totally see that in the dress. And I just think it looks so fun and flirty and also like, you know, classy. I love it. So I Thank don't think you, you should so have much. dress regret. But I get, I get it. You see everything else out there, and yeah. for the rest of your life, you'll be. I like, was going to say, yeah. buckle up because <laughs> as styles change and your like taste changes, you're going to be like, oh well, why wasn't that an option when I got married? <laughs> Is it do like you feel like you have dress regret? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, I wore a like a line, like very fluffy skirt, and it had. It wasn't, I don't feel like it was super 2015 trendy, but it was just, it wasn't really what I envisioned, but like, it wasn't this like delicate texture that like all of these dresses have today. And I see dresses like yours where it's like, you have like that little bit of like lace texture, but it's not like your old fashioned kind of lace. And I'm just like, like this was not a thing in 2015, (laughs) at least in Southeastern Pennsylvania. I'm sure somewhere in the world, but yeah, (laughs) like, I just feel like dresses are just really like detailed and like pretty today. And not that they weren't, mine wasn't pretty. It just wasn't what I would pick today. I think. Yeah. That was like a thought that ran through my head. Like, I wonder like when I have kids and they're getting married, like, what I'll think of my dress like yeah. <laughs> just because styles change so much but yeah I was really happy then like when I saw the pictures and mm-hmm. like the day of when I put it on I was like okay I made the right decision like yeah terrible experience but like I got the dress yeah. and that's really all that matters so funny well yeah it is gorgeous is it was like the bodice see-through through the lace. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. like right under the bust down to like the top of the waistline, it was, um, it had like boning in it and then it was mesh and the lace like overlaid it. So it was like a bit see-through, which I had like never envisioned myself in something like that. When I put it on, like this is so interesting and like unique, but still like delicate. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. It's really I feel like back in the day, I used to watch Say Yes to the Dress, and they would always oh, have yeah. these Panina Tournée dresses with, like, horrible, like, not classy, <laughs> in my opinion, at all, like, kind of mesh parts. But I, I noticed the mesh on that, and I was like, I love that. Like, yeah. like, yes. it's like delicate and, like, feminine and pretty without being, like... I know know exactly what you're talking about, my mom. And I used to watch that. And, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, the see-through top. And we would be like, oh, my God. My mom's like, how risque. And then, like, when I put on my dress, I'm like, wait a second. (laughs) But, yeah. See-through. Yeah, it was – I really liked it. That's definitely a part – I've been married for five years of your dress that I feel like, like Betsy was saying, like – now I would probably go for something with a little bit of, I don't know, an element like that. Um, yeah. But I feel like I didn't see anything that was like. That wasn't Panina Tourne. Yeah. It was either like too <laughs> extreme in one direction or there, it was, you know, nothing like that. So. Yeah. 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 And I had tried on a dress that was like exactly like I envisioned with the balloon lace sleeves and the A-line, but it was periwinkle. And I'm like, okay, like they say periwinkle, but it's probably, it's probably not. And I put it on. I'm like, oh, this is periwinkle. And I'm like, does it come in white? And they were like, 
no, just periwinkle. And I'm like, I just, I couldn't do it. I'm like, on somebody else, I'm sure it would be fine. But all I could just see was like the blue periwinkle. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> it's just like so funny because like that was like what I had envisioned. And when I put it on, I'm like, no, this is not, like this isn't it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how like your taste shifts when you're actually trying dresses on and you're, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, there in that moment. Yeah. And I had told the woman, I was like, I want to wear like a long cathedral veil. And she's like, okay. And puts like the veil on that comes to like your shoulders. <laughs> and I'm like, do you have any cathedral veils? And she's like, yeah. Is that really what you want? I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> Oh my god! on that like goes to like, uh, like my waistline, and I'm like, no, like, I'm like maybe I'm not using the right word. I'm like the really long one, and she's like the cathedral one. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> we ended yeah. up not getting the veil from there, oh but gosh. yeah, just crazy. Um, that is crazy. What about the rest of your wedding party, like your bridesmaids, your husband, the other men in your wedding party? What did they wear and how did you choose? Yeah, so my bridesmaids wore um, the rust color from David's Bridal. And I originally thought I wanted to do velvet dresses. And when we had went to try them on, the rust shade in the velvet dress looked more terracotta I was like I don't know that I actually like this in person so then um I ended up switching it just to like the regular like bridesmaids material like chiffon or whatever Mm. I'm not sure quite what it's called but I said as long as it's rust you can get any style you want and that was really nice because then they could pick styles that like they liked on their body and made them feel confident so they were all in rust and then the guys wore tan suits with a rust wool tie. And then my husband wore a floral rust tie. Nice. Was he also in tan? Yeah. So they were all in tan. And then the, um, the groomsmen wore a solid rust and he wore a floral rust, which I feel like was like a little bit different. I'm like, oh, I'm so different. And then like, you see, like, everybody I'm like, okay, not that different, but I still like it. <laughs> and I'm like, that's definitely a trend in, like, five years that I'm going to be like, yeah, that was outdated. Oh, my <laughs> but gosh. I like, I like the way it turned out. It was something different and unique. Yeah. I love a floral tie, totally. Yeah. 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 I think it's unique. Well, and – it's so funny that you say that about like trends because I – it was actually your wedding date. I had a wedding that I shot and um, the bride, the sweet bride, I think we are going to try to get her and her sister on the podcast in the summer because I'm shooting her sister's wedding in May. Um, but she emailed me like the week before the wedding. She was like, so my fiance – um, cut like a slice in his eyebrow, like on purpose, like not yeah. like an accident. Like that's a trendy thing right now is to like, just cut yeah. this like angle slice in your eyebrow. She's like, so can you like Photoshop that out? And I was like, Oh my I God. She's like, <laughs> this is, it's fine, but it's not a trend I want in my wedding photos. Like, <laughs> so she's well, first she asked if we could position him. Like, can you just position that eye away from the camera? And I was oh like, my we'll God. keep an eye on <laughs> But then I was like, do I need to talk to your husband about this? 
to get his approval. Oh, <laughs> do we think so. he'll notice that now his eyebrow doesn't have a slice in it? Like so, so galleries, like original eyebrow, yeah. like timeless <laughs> eyebrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, anything close up, I can fix that for you. And if he that's comes back so and complains funny. at me, I'll be like, talk to your wife. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like one of our friends, um, one of my husband's friends had um, grown a mullet a couple years ago before mullets were like super in style. And now like, you know, the mullet phase is back. And he was like, I think I'm going to grow my mullet. And I was like, please just wait till after the wedding. Like, please don't have a mullet. Like, it would look cool right now. <laughs> In a year, probably two years, it would not look cool anymore. So, like, please, I beg of you, just wait to grow the mullet until after our wedding. And he did. But, yeah, I just feel like that's, like, a lot of things, like, you don't take into consideration, like, tr- like hairstyle trends or, like, things yeah. like that um, that might fall out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so funny. Um. Okay, so then talk about like your hair, makeup, accessories. Um, you know, you did your cathedral veil, which I'm always pro cathedral veil. Love a cathedral veil. Uh, Do you have any other accessories or how'd you find a hair? Did you get hair and makeup professionally done? Yeah, so I got my makeup professionally done and I found her on Instagram. Um, she was okay. blended by Ash and she did a super awesome job. Like, she, I'm, I usually don't wear a lot of makeup. And so I had no idea what I wanted. And I just kind of let her like have the reins within, showed her some couple like Pinterest info pictures. And she just did such a good job. And so we splurged on the makeup. And then the hair, I actually um, have a friend who went to high school with. And she just self-taught herself how to do like bridesmaid and wedding hair. And she was like, yeah, I'll do it as your wedding gift. And like mm. the bridesmaids can pay like 20 bucks. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, so she came over to her house and did the trial and it was beautiful. She did a beautiful job on everybody's. And I think that was like a lot of our wedding planning was just finding little areas that we could cut costs or find yeah. cheaper alternatives, but still get good quality from it. And so that's one area that I was, um, I was happy that I didn't spend the money for like professional hair. Yeah. Yeah. I love your hair. How many people were in your wedding party, by the way? Um, we had five. So five girls, five guys. So then let's talk about photography. So yeah. your photographer, you, I assume you were able, like you booked them and then they were able to accommodate yeah. the dates, which I mean. Yeah, so we had gotten Christmas pictures done by her. Um, her name is Summer Stair, and she had done our Christmas pictures um, a year before, and we loved them. And her prices were in our budget, and so we booked her right away. And then somehow, by like the miracle I was talking about earlier, she had the same date available, which I was so scared because I feel like. Pictures just last a lifetime and they cost a lot of money. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, if like, if we can't find a photographer, I really don't know what we're going to do, like about changing the date. Um, so I was so glad that she was able to do that. And um, yeah, she just did such a good job. So we spent the money in photography and then same thing with like the hair and makeup. We spent the money with photography 
And then we um, found somebody that did like videography on the side and mm-hmm. was able to give like a much cheaper um, price point for it. So we were able to do both, but splurged in one area. That's great. That's a good tip for people who are looking for ways to kind of watch their budget and stuff is to, yeah. if you can figure out like a package or somebody that you might know right. is doing that kind of thing. Yeah. And there's just a lot of like, oh, like didn't this person like just post a wedding video? And then we would like look at who did it. And just kind of that way, like going through our friends that had recently gotten married and like seeing the vendors that they used and like just knowing people helped a lot because we didn't have a very big budget for the wedding in total. So just finding ways that we could still have the element, but not go like broke about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so what about florals? Did you um, have like hire a florist to do fresh florals or did you do something different? Yeah. So originally I had thought I wanted fresh florals. Um I was like very into last spring vibe of like all the greenery and the simple white flowers. And then with the rust and the industrial feel of the venue, I was like, no, I want to go boho. Like I want dried florals, like neutral colors. Mm -hmm. So we ended up doing um, dried florals. We had no fresh florals. So I had um, accumulated a bunch of pompous grass off of Facebook marketplace like throughout the year that people were selling. And then um, I purchased the boutonnieres, um, the bridesmaids bouquets and my bouquet and our arch piece um, for our ceremony off of an Etsy shop. And they were beautiful. Like they were like the, my most favorite part of our wedding. I'm like thinking about it and I'm like, ah, swooning. But it was just something so unique that I had never seen at a wedding was dried florals. And mm-hmm. I just loved the vibe and the aesthetic that they gave in pictures and in person. And it was just very like unique to us and it yeah. meshed well with the venue. And the thing I loved about it most is like it was more budget friendly and you have the option of reselling it after the wedding to get some of your money back. So mm-hmm. like we're reselling our boutonnieres and the bridesmaids bouquets. And then we kept the arch piece. Um, it's, you can hang it on a wall. But I was like, oh my gosh, it should be so cute over a little girl's crib in a nursery one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, oh, hang on to it. And if that yeah. never happens, then I'll probably part ways with it. But yeah, that's something I was like full send. Do not regret was the dried florals. Yeah, I yeah. love your florals. Yeah. And like Thank perfect you. for a fall wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, who doesn't love like, like you were saying, like the pompous grass and like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I love that. And that's doing the kind of like boho look. It totally lends itself to making that work. So yeah. And then we had just done like, um, on the tables, we had just done different glass vases from Goodwill. So they were all different textures, sizes, things like that. And just filled them with pompous grass. And it was very like minimal, um, like neutral. And I really liked that. So then what about other decor? Did you do any like rentals, any signage, any other? Yeah. So we had, um, we had done a wedding sign and I actually bought this gaudy 
ugly picture from Goodwill and I took the picture out and just used the frame and painted it and then did vinyl over it with my Cricut to do like a welcome to our wedding sign. Um, and then we had an unplugged sign that I just printed as a poster at Staples and got like an $8 frame at Walmart. And it was, um, I think it was 20, 24 by 36. I want to say like it was a big poster size and I liked that, but it was a, it was a cheaper way to do it, which is print it as a poster and then get a cheap frame from Walmart. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much the only sign we had. We had the welcome sign, the unplugged sign, and then our seating chart was actually, you know, like the room divider picture frame. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a trifold room divider, but you can put pictures inside of it. Oh, um, so we did that and then just printed eight by 10 pictures of the seating chart and put it in there. And that was really cute. I like the way that looked. But we got that off of Facebook Marketplace. There's just a lot of like signs and flips. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we've talked with someone about doing the unplugged thing before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually did that too. Okay. And Betsy on the flip side was the full wedding hashtag everywhere kind <laughs> of person. So I'm curious, like what made you decide to do that and whether you feel like people were receptive to it or people were still like snapping pictures or how that yeah. worked for you. So I feel like what led me to do that was, I don't know, like, sometimes I have such a love hate relationship with like social media and like being so easily at our fingertips. So I'm just like, people are always on their phone. They're always taking pictures and you're missing what's happening in the moment because you're Mm -hmm. just looking through your phone to take these pictures. And I'm like, this is such an intimate moment. And like everybody here was hand selected to be here. So I just want everybody to be completely in the moment. Like, I don't want you Mm -hmm. worrying about taking pictures. Like, I don't want you worrying about like the angle of the picture you're taking. Like, I just want you to be here and like, hear, like hear our pastor sermon and hear our vows and see the moment and be in it. So that's what led me to do that. And everybody was very receptive to it. So we had the sign and then our um, pastor made a announcement too before the ceremony like officially started And in the ceremony, we took a moment where we turned and looked out at the guests and we just, it was like a moment of silence. And we just like tried to make eye contact with everybody that was in attendance just to have that like one second connection of like acknowledging that they're there in the moment with us. And I did not see any phones out because Nate was joking around. My husband was joking around me and he's just like, what are you going to do if you look out and see someone on the phone? He's like, because I know you cannot control your facial expression. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to give them like a death stare. And I hope they get the point. And like we looked out and nobody was on their phone. Like everybody was looking at us and we made that connection with every person. And that like was just so special. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I thought you were going to say, because I've recently seen people doing a thing if they're doing unplugged where they actually have like a moment where the pastor says like, get your phone out. This is oh, your yes. one second to t- – they turn and like let you take a picture of them and then that's it. You put your phone away. But I like that is so much more special like just to have that moment um, connecting with everyone. I love that idea. 
And also for ours, I didn't notice anyone on their phone in this. Betsy, I don't know if you, if you know this because you took the photos, but our kiss photo, there is somebody, a relative who I won't name, just <laughs> scrolling their phone in the background, oh in the front row. Oh, oh my guess. gosh. <laughs> it's actually probably not who you think it is, oh, but... Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, um, now I'm going to have to dig up your photos. And- but yeah. So, yeah. I mean, don't be, don't be that person, guys. <laughs> right. Well, and like, I've just seen people like that, like literally lean out into the aisle to take a picture. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. just stop. Like, sit in your seat yeah. and let them have the moment. Like, they paid so much money for this photographer. They do not need your iPhone 5 picture. <laughs> right right (laughs) just enjoy the moment but yeah the only negative side of that was like with um the wedding pictures like getting them back the timeline of it like Betsy you know this like it takes so long to get your wedding pictures back Mm -hmm. that I feel like because it was unplugged we really didn't have any pictures Mm -hmm. like we took pictures with a couple of our guests um throughout the night and that was really all we had like I went to work um, a couple of days after the wedding, people were like, I want to see pictures. I'm like, I don't have any, but I'll let you know when I do. Um, yeah. But I feel like that is like the only downside is in the yeah. wait time of getting your wedding pictures back. You really yeah. just have no idea like what anything kind of looks like. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And we, we actually like had on our invitation, like we didn't want people to have phones for the whole wedding, like the reception okay. and everything. And part of that is was vanity because I'm like, how many times do you like log on to Facebook and you see someone's like heinous picture of like the bride that they snapped at like yes. while she's like eating and like the lighting's bad? And I was like, I don't want to like open my phone the next day and be like, well, guess I looked like crap. <laughs> but anyway. Yes, no, I agree. I that's something I don't regret. Like I loved doing it that way and just like not seeing people on their phones um, was just like a nice, nice change of pace. Yeah. So the next, next we usually kind of go back and run through the timeline of your wedding day and like how it all played out. But I am also curious because you're a teacher and this was during the school year, Mm. like what did you work like Friday (laughs) and then get married (laughs) I with your I two personal Betsy. days, Felicia. Yeah, with my two personal days a year. I think I told this to Betsy, but I was like, I ten out of ten do not recommend to any teacher to get married in November because um I had saved my personal days from the year prior and the current year. So I had four days accumulated so that I could take off Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday. So now I have no personal days left. But um I recommend doing that like the two days before was nice to fully prepare and feel like I wasn't rushing around and the two days after was like a nice decompressing like we could unpack everything put things away and then Tuesday we just kind of had the day to ourselves like we didn't go on a honeymoon so we went and like um did a hike with our dog which is like our favorite thing to do so it was just like a nice get ready time and then a decompress time But then we came back and it was like the end of our trimester. So like all of like the report cards and like Mm -hmm. the data binders and the portfolios, like everything was due. So it was a very stressful time. And I feel like as a teacher to leave 
for like more than one day is stressful in itself. <laughs> so that is something like, I'm like, I don't want to get married in the summer because I hate being hot and I hate sweating, but I also hate making some plans. <laughs> but yeah so I took two days before two days after and that was very nice I would do that again it was worth saving all my days (laughs) wow that's so crazy I got married when I was still in law school so I just can't even imagine like and I was like on a break you know so I can't imagine being working and trying to squeeze in a wedding and maybe try to do a honeymoon or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I was uh, like, we're waiting to do a honeymoon until the summer. And I'm like, maybe it'll happen then. I don't know. That just sounds like a later problem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. I, I don't know how anybody gets married during the school year. So props to you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Very stressful. Very stressful. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's jump in on the day of your wedding. With everyone getting their hair and makeup done and all that, Mm -hmm. what time did you have to get up and start getting ready? Yeah, so we had to be at the venue at 7.30, um, and our ceremony start time was 3. And when they first told me that, I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, that is (laughs) early. Um, And I will say that when we got there in the morning, I was like, oh, like we should have brought board games. Like this is going to be a long time. And then all of a sudden, like things just start moving so quickly. And I feel like that was one of my bigger regrets was not getting ready sooner in the day. Like I felt very rushed, like when we put on the dress and like getting the first look with my dad. And like, I just felt very like rushed and stressed in the moment. And that was something I did not want. I hate being rushed. And um, so that is like a regret of mine that I wish I would have um, gotten ready sooner when like I thought I sh- like should be packing board games because there was so much time. Like, <laughs> I feel like it just quickly like changes pace. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Um, so then after you got ready, your ceremony was at three. Did you guys do any photos mm-hmm. before the ceremony? We did um, like bridal party pictures. Um, like bridesmaids and me and then groomsmen and me and then mm-hmm. um, we did like some like with our parents and uh, my husband's siblings did a few together um, just so that there wasn't so much to do during cocktail mm-hmm. hour but my husband mm-hmm. was very adamant on not doing a first look he wanted the traditional like seeing each other for the first time when I came down the aisle um, and I had really been against that. I'm like, come on, like, I want to enjoy our cocktail hour. I want to eat the snacks. I want to have a drink. Yeah. And he was like, no, no, like, I, I don't want to do that. So I'm like, okay, you know, marriage is all about compromise. So I compromise. <laughs> and I will say, like, I'm so glad we didn't do the first look. Like, I loved seeing him for the first time and his reaction, like, when I stood at the top of the aisle. So yeah, we had gotten ready at 7.30 and just went through and then did a few pictures and then it was time to walk down the aisle. I was surprised at how quickly it went. Yeah, yeah it always goes quickly. Um, okay, so then your ceremony, we talked about a couple of special elements throughout um, this conversation, but did you have any like special music um, mm. or like readings or anything else you want to mention? Yeah, so we did, like, different song changes for, um, like, our parents, grandparents, and the um, pastor had a song to walk down to, and then um, the guys 
walk down alone and the bridesmaids. So they had their own song um, with the flower girl. And then I had my own song and they were all more modern songs. Like we did here comes the sun, like as an instrumental for the bridal party and for my husband. Um, and then we did, I can't help falling in love with you, like as an instrumental for our parents and the pastor. Mm -hmm. And then I did, um, I get to love you. Uh, with the lyrics I'm like oh do I want instrumental with the lyrics and I chose the lyrics and I really liked that and our DJ did such a good job at like I was so detailed I'm like start at one minute 35 seconds point zero one <laughs> and they did a great job with it so we had that music and then our pastor like we had met with him a couple times and he just kind of kept his thing a secret and it turned out really great and um, the only other thing we did during our ceremony was a branding. So we had bought like, um, a customized brand with our last name off of Etsy and our pastor had given us a, um, wooden slab and he had wrote Bible verses on the back and we had mm. branded it during the ceremony. And that was really cool. So we had like a song play during that, but like when they say things don't ever go perfectly, like really true. So they walk this brand down the aisle and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this is not bright orange. Like it was at home. Like we practiced multiple times and I'm like, I don't think this is hot enough. And so the board's on the ground and my husband and I grab the brand and we go to put it down and there is zero like smoke coming off the board. And we're like whispering to each other because like this like really beautiful song is playing and everybody's watching. And like the pastor just made such a like beautiful connection to like a verse in the Bible about it. And I Nate and I are like whispering to each other and we're like, this isn't working. And we're like just smiling. And we lift up and there is not a single like trace of something <laughs> burned into the wood. And the officiant was like, oh, like, that's okay. I was like, that's okay. And um, afterwards we were like telling a couple people who weren't sitting in the front row and they were like, we had no idea. Like we thought it was on there. We were going to ask you guys to see it. So we actually did it like the next day at our house. But like people really say like, <laughs> things will go wrong and people won't notice. And I was like, Oh, they'll notice. And yeah. people had no idea that this branding did not work at all. <laughs> that's funny. Well, yeah, and that's like a memory. Something. Yeah. I was going to say, that's a memory. You'll always yeah. Have to be like, it was just so <laughs> funny. Because, like, until we made, <laughs> made it. <laughs> everyone was staring at us. Like, and it was a beautiful song was playing. And like, my husband and I were just like, chuckling to each other like whispering like this isn't gonna work <laughs> yeah it was definitely funny but yeah so we did it in our backyard the next day and it looks great hangs on our mantle <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm gonna assume that you did portraits after ceremony yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah we did our family portraits inside and okay. then we did um all of our like bridal party outside um yes like against the brick wall or against the stone in the parking lot yeah. things like that. And they turned out really well. I like them a lot. That's awesome. They look really great. Like the brick Thank and everything. You. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Definitely fits the industrial theme for sure. Yeah. 
we didn't talk really about food at all. So did you did the does the venue have food or did you have to hire a caterer and then what did you serve for cocktail hour in terms of food or drinks or whatever? Yeah. So we were really lucky with our venue and I think it was like it being a newer venue, they gave us free reign on all of our vendors. Like they were like, Whoever you want is fine by us. Like as long as they have insurance, like we're good with it. Mm-hmm. So we had actually gotten a family friend who started um a catering company of barbecue. It's called Mendy's mm. Mendy's Pig Roast. And they did such a good job. We had um, pulled pork, barbecue chicken, um, like coleslaw, um, baked beans, and mac and cheese. And then we had a potato bar. And they did such a great job. And their price point was like amazing. And we had so many people come up to us and say like, this is the best wedding food like we've ever had, mm-hmm. um, which was like really nice to hear because I feel like when you go to a wedding and the food sucks, you're kind of like, Oh, great. Like where are we stopping on the way home? <laughs> so I was like nervous about that, but everybody said they loved it. And um, to go along with that, like an area that we cut cost was the cocktail hour. So we ended up just getting veggie trays from Costco and um, my mom and I had went to the farmer's market and bought a bunch of cheese and cut it up and did like cheese platters and crackers. And then um, we picked up two of like the Philly soft pretzel little nugget trays and mm-hmm. just had like a spread of that on a table that people could kind of graze and pick at. Um, just because it does get a bit pricey when you have to cater cocktail hour as well. Yeah. Yeah. If I showed up to a wedding and they had Philly soft pretzels, <laughs> I'd be happy. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that idea. <laughs> and that's, yeah, like, again, a great, like, area to save some money. That isn't, like, a huge – I mean, your cocktail hour food can be great. It can just also be, like, holding people over till dinner. So Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm curious, kind though. Of DIY thing. With the DIY that you did in terms of decor and and like the cocktail or food like that, did you have to set that stuff up yourself the day of the wedding or did somebody yeah. else handle that? So we were really lucky that um, in our contract for the venue, they let us have six hours the day before the wedding, um, which mm-hmm. was kind of like unheard of when we were shopping around the venues. Yeah. Like you pretty much only got your day of. So um, we got six hours the day before, which was nice because all of our family came in and we set all the tables and put things up where they belonged. And then um, our venue required a day of coordinator and she ended up working for the venue, which was nice. So she knew like where to direct everybody, where to have me go, where to have the guys go. Mm -hmm. Um, So she had set up all of the cocktail hour food for us on the day of the wedding. Nice. That's great. Mm -hmm. That is something that were you getting married in that venue in three, four years, you wouldn't be getting this. Right. Right. (laughs) Definitely not. Well, and it was funny too, because our original contract was for 2023 and it did not come with that. And then when we switched it to a year earlier and we read the new contract, I was like, Oh my God. I'm like, what a win. Like, this is awesome. But yeah, like you said, like each year as they become more popular, like, they can have Friday weddings and then you don't get to have the six hours right, set up yeah. the day before. So yeah. yeah, we were really, really fortunate for that. Cause that was a huge help. Like I did not feel stressed about 
things being set up because we did it all the night before and I knew it was the way I wanted it to look. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. We did a very like DIY decor and everything. And we had like wonderful friends of ours who I literally had everything in bags with like table numbers, like labeled and everything and like a plan and completely trusted their vision, like their eye for everything anyway. But it was, and I wasn't stressed about it, but it was just like another thing to have to like coordinate and plan and make sure that like we had people who could set things up for us because they were at our venue while I was like back in Reading, getting my hair and makeup done and stuff and like getting to the venue, like they were already there, like setting everything up for us the morning of the wedding. So that is like the downside of doing something that's more DIY. Like you save a ton of money, but then you also need to figure out like, how is it even getting set up? Yeah. Um, And so that, and we have like, I feel like too, with the DIY stuff, you just have so much stuff in your house and to take to the wedding yourself. So we actually like, we didn't know what we were going to do. I'm like, how are we getting all this stuff there? So we just rented like an enclosed trailer for the weekend and put everything in it to take it Mm -hmm. to the venue. And then it was nice because at the end of the night, um, we were just like, I was like, where should this go? And we're like, just put it in the trailer. Like, and everything just went in there. We shut the door and dealt with it the next day. And that was honestly like such a help. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. So then reception. Did you guys do like entrances? We kind of did. Walk us through the flow of your reception. Sure. So we did like our parents' entrances and then the bridal parties and then us. And we were like, we want it to be fun. Like we want people to know like we're about to have fun. So we told our bridal party, we're like, whoever has the best entrance gets a hundred dollars like you can split it 50 50 like whatever so I'm telling you like I've never seen our friends be so creative before like we had um one of them came in on the pedal tricycles that look like motorcycles and they had like um bandanas tied around like they were bikers um we had like two sets of them come in on scooters like light up scooters and then the winning one was, um, it was my husband's brother and one of my friends and she sat in a wheelbarrow and they tied lights all around it and they made jello shots and it was called the wheel bar. and they like rolled this wheelbarrow in like, it's like strobing lights and they're just like throwing out these bags of jello shots. And like, oh it was just gosh. so fun. Like our guests <laughs> talked about it and like the bridal party talked about how fun it was for them to like come up with ideas. So that was something that we were really glad that we did. Yeah. I have never heard of anybody like making it into a competition. And I love that idea. Yeah. Like, well, all of our friends are so competitive. I'm like, if you throw something at them, like mm -hmm. they're going to take it and just run with it. So, yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) I love that so much. So did you guys, so then did you go right into your first dance? Yeah. So then we did um, our first dance and then we did father, daughter, and then we did mother, son. And then Nate and I made a speech just thanking everybody for being there and like specifically talking about like how grateful we were that um, everybody was able to help us make this day possible because of the situation with my mom and like how grateful Mm -hmm. we were that she was there And then we did the mother-daughter dance after that. 
Um, and then at the conclusion of that, they said grace. And then um, we had dinner. And then we did a cake smash. And the way we did the cake smash, we didn't want to do a dollar dance. So we put two jars out and one was labeled like a his and her. And then it was whoever got the most amount of money got the cake smashed in their face. Um, so that was fun. It was like a way for people to like be interactive that with is it. Really fun. Fun. Yeah. Didn't work out. I got the most, uh, Nate got the most amount of money. So he was supposed to have the cake smashed in his face. And somehow I still had it like all over. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then um, we had talked to our photographer because our venue was set up where like dinner was up here and like on a separate level with glass windows that look down into the ceremony and dancing area. So I'm like, I don't know how to transition people to dancing because they're two separate spaces. So um, she had a really good idea. She's like, we'll put, we'll make an announcement for everybody to go to the dance floor and we'll take one giant group shot of everybody in attendance of the wedding. And that was super fun. And then right after she took the picture, we had the DJ play like a really fun song to keep everyone out on the dance floor. Um, and that worked really well. And I'm like excited to see that picture because it literally has everybody that was at the wedding. Yeah. That's fun. That's a yeah, really great fun. idea. And once you get people on the dance floor, like then it's easy to keep them there. Right. The, the right. DJ. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nice. So other than your like room divider with the, you know, table assignments and things like that and your um, – you know, obviously your jars and things and vases on the tables. Did you have any other special decor elements that we haven't talked about? No, that was um, pretty much it. Um, okay. We had done like, so our venue had mixed. Some tables were wooden hard tops. So we just did runners, like cheesecloth runners on okay. them. And then other ones were plastic. So we covered them with a fabric tablecloth and then did the same cheesecloth runner. Um and then something special that we did was like, we have a bulldog and his name is Buttons and he's like the light of our life. So <laughs> we made like the bar menu. I had it printed as um, like a thick poster from Staples, but I created it. Like I bought a template off of Etsy and just created it. So we had a his, hers, theirs, and then a Buttons drink. And we had like a little picture of him like on the poster. But that was oh, kind of fun. Like, everybody talked about, like, how they liked that. And it was, like, a yeah. cute, like, addition to it since he wasn't there. But, um, yeah, and it was so easy to do. I think the template was, like, three bucks off of Etsy. And it was so easy to customize. Yeah, that's perfect. Did you have a cake? We did. So we had gotten <laughs> just a plain two-tier cake um, for us to cut and do the smash and then we actually had duck donuts um mm. donuts for everybody Ooh. else yeah so we were spending money on the donuts in like another area so i was like i don't want to spend money on a cake that we're just gonna smash and then freeze the top layer so yeah. we actually went to why missing bakery and they were like yeah it's just the cost of a 10 inch and an eight inch cake and it came out to be like 38 dollars for our wedding wow. cake like a two-tier cake and I was like, wow, like that's amazing. So, and it tastes, it was delicious. So there was just another area of like, we spent the money for like the guest dessert, but didn't feel the need to do it for the cake. Yeah, that makes that's sense. awesome. 
and duck donuts. I approve of that. Oh, so good. So good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind a wedding cake by any means, but I love a good donut. (laughs) Yeah. They are so good. Um, Okay. Anything you would change? Um, Getting ready sooner. Definitely. Um, Other than that, I really don't think. There's anything I would change. Oh, Maybe okay. We'll say one thing. Dress. Yeah, experience picking the dress. One hundred percent would change that. Um, but our tea lights that we put on the tables, I did not realize that tea lights come in different burn times. That like some mm-hmm. are four hour burns and some are like seven hour burns. So I just bought mm-hmm. the cheapest pack from IKEA, and they were like <laughs> gone halfway through dinner. I'm like, oh, oh like, <laughs> I, I did not read that packaging close enough. <laughs> so definitely, like, I don't know, like, taking the time Have to make sure, like, what you're lights. buying. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, well, actually, he was the one that supported it because we were walking through Ikea. I'm like, why is this one, like, $8 and this one's, like, $16? He's like, I don't know. They look the same. Get the $8 one. I'm like, good point. Good Man, point. And you and one <laughs> failed on that one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So then I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like we didn't even read the labels and we're just like throwing the cheaper ones in. But yeah, then when we got home, I'm like, yeah, these had literally a three hour burn time. (laughs) But just like small things, but overall, like I was happy with how everything went and even things that didn't go as planned, like the branding, like it made for like a funny story and like a good memory yeah I don't think I've ever heard of somebody doing a brand yeah me neither and I think that's really cool yeah we were really excited about it yeah at first I thought you meant you branded each other and I was like wow that's hardcore (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh no I don't think I could do that I would cry (laughs) (laughs) um well, I guess since we're the Something Borrowed podcast, we always end with the same question, which is, did you have something old, something new, something borrowed, and something blue? So the only thing I did was um, something old and something borrowed. So we borrowed um, my parents' cake cutting utensils. And um, so my husband's family, when he was in high school, they had a house fire and they lost pretty much everything. So unfortunately, like from his parents, we didn't really have anything to borrow or to use for that. Um, so we had used my parents' cake cutting stuff. And then for the something old, I took my mom's wedding dress and shipped it off to a company down, I think they're South Carolina, either South or North Carolina. It's called Unbox. And you send them a dress. And you purchase what you want it to be made from on their website. And they have like robes, um, pajamas, ornaments, Christmas tree toppers, flower girl dresses, christening dresses. So I picked a robe and I got my mom's dress made into um, a robe to wear on the day of the wedding. So that was my something old and it was just something so special and she didn't know I was doing it. I presented it to her at um, my bridal shower and it was just so beautiful. Like they did such a good job and then they ship back all the unused material so that you could 
like in the future, send it back to get like a christening gown or something like that made. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. But yeah, that's all we did. Nothing blue. That's the one that a lot of people don't, I mean, everyone has something new usually because they have a dress or a veil or whatever. But a lot of times people don't have something blue. <laughs> yeah, well, and I was like, oh, blue does not match the aesthetic of my wedding. <laughs> blue and rust do not blend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like typically the blue thing, unless blue is like a part of your color screen, blue is like a hidden thing. Like the bottom of my yeah. shoes are blue or like my underwear yeah. was blue yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for coming yeah. on and sharing your wedding. Thank you yeah, so much for inviting so much. me. This was so fun. I really like appreciate your willingness to share about everything that your family is going through throughout mm-hmm. your wedding planning. I feel like it's something that, you know, like with this podcast, you know, we want it to be something that is not just like fun and whatever, but also really helpful for people. And like, Mm -hmm. this is something that, I mean, we know intimately, like with Mm -hmm. Betsy's, you know, family and situation that people really are going through and it's really, it really affects, you know, what, what, you know, is going on when you're planning your wedding Mm -hmm. and you've got this super joyful, happy occasion, Mm -hmm. and then something really heavy that you're walking through. And so just your willingness to share, I really hope, you know, will help people who are going through the same thing on whatever level. So thank yeah. you so much for that. Absolutely. And thank you, Betsy, too, for sharing about, you know, your experience. Yeah. And I always appreciate, like, Betsy and I talk at work sometimes. I know we've talked about it. And, like, mm-hmm. it's just something I've learned, especially through um, planning a wedding and having a wedding and post-wedding with this going on in my life is that like joy and grief can coincide at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard to accept in the beginning, but that was something I had to remind myself through um, the whole wedding planning and the day of. And I think that's something that doesn't get talked a lot about in wedding planning when things just aren't quite the way you thought they were going to look. Yeah. yeah, That's so true. And it's like so important to allow yourself to feel the joy because I think it's so easy to feel like, like, I don't know. Um, I'm like totally can't find the word I'm looking for, but you feel like almost guilt, I guess. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. like a guilt for feeling that joy. Right. Um, and, but like, you know, being able to celebrate the fact that your mom was there and you guys got to, you know, have her be yeah. part of the planning process and part of the day and right. incorporate those special moments is so important and something that you'll always have. Right. Yeah. Forever. So. Yeah. And we'll definitely be praying for your mom and your Thank family. You. I um, appreciate it. And also hoping you get to go on a honeymoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, we've been like talking about it. I'm like, oh, like we're still going, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Bless kindergarten <laughs> teachers. Yeah. I'm like, in June, I'm going to be ready. Like, yeah, right. fully ready. <laughs> but thank you so much for inviting me to be on. This was such a fun experience. And yeah. you guys are such thank great hosts. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank I mean, you. I knew... Like I said to Amanda before, I even asked you, I was like, oh, she'll be perfect. She's got, she's a <laughs> teacher, so that's automatically fun. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's uh, 
let you go. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to our listeners for joining us. I hope you enjoyed hearing about Felicia's boho industrial boho wedding. Um, and we'll share some of the pictures from her wedding on Instagram. Um, and we will be back in your ears next week with a really fun episode. Um, and looking forward to that. All right. Bye guys. Bye.